St. Joseph's Health presents another edition of its podcast, St. Joseph's Health MedCast. Everyone dreads coming down with a bad case of the flu, but luckily there are some things we can do to lessen our chances of contracting it this season. I'm Prakash Chandran, and today we'll be talking about three steps you can take to defend yourself against getting the flu. Here with us to discuss is Dr. Luis J. Castro, a family medicine practitioner at St. Joseph's Health. Dr. Castro, pleasure to have you here. So let's get right into it. I'm assuming that the first and most important step for flu prevention is actually getting the flu shot. Isn't that right? Absolutely. Recommendations are for everyone to get a flu vaccine uh, right around this time of year as the flu season starts to pick up. And that includes uh, infants as uh, young as six months of age all the way up to adulthood. Now, I know some people are a little bit concerned about getting the flu shot, and it's really interesting to me that uh, there are still so many people that resist getting it year after year. So I'd love to hear about some of the common objections that you hear. Absolutely. There's a lot of uh, myths and misperceptions about the flu vaccine. Number one, uh, oftentimes I'll get patients who will say, you know, previous years I, I did get the flu vaccine. And then shortly after, I became very ill with the flu, um, and I believe that the flu vaccine may have given me the flu, and hence I don't want to have a future vaccination. Number one, I I explain to patients that uh, you actually can't contract uh, the flu from the vaccine. Some people may get a a short preliminary flu-like symptoms, such as aches and pains and low-grade fever, but that resolves. and it does not actually give you an actual case of the flu. What often happens is from the time that you receive the flu vaccine, it may take a week to 10 days for the flu vaccine to actually confer the protection against the flu. Within that period of time, that window of time, you're still susceptible to the flu. And oftentimes you get your flu shot three or four days later, you get sick, and then you assume it's from the flu vaccine when in fact it's just bad timing and poor luck that you got, you got the flu vaccine. Even in that case, people who are vaccinated and who still get sick typically have a much milder version of the of the flu. So even if people get vaccinated and some will still get a little bit sick, it typically gives you a much milder version of the flu. The other thing I hear a lot from patients is, well, you know, oftentimes you hear that the flu vaccine is not effective this year. You know, it's not working and people are still getting sick. And that is true. That sometimes happens. Flu vaccines, you know, are not perfect. Uh, they're made, you know, a year in advance, you know, again, trying to predict what the what the most common strains of the flu will be be prevalent at this time of year. And sometimes they, they do get the wrong strains involved. But for the most part, getting a flu vaccine over not getting one is not a, is, is the best option, really. Yeah, that seems to make a lot of sense. And another uh, one thing that you said is that you do not get sick from the flu vaccine. That is certainly the most common thing um, that I hear. Um, And another thing that's important is that even if you don't get it for yourself, get it for others around you, right? Because, um, you know, even if you don't, you aren't susceptible to getting that flu, um, you can still spread it. Isn't that correct, doctor? Absolutely. So that's a very good point. You know, when we talk about vaccinations, not just flu vaccines, we talk about herd immunity. Herd immunity means that we need to get a certain certain percentage of the population vaccinated in order to protect the other percentage who are not able to be vaccinated, such as very young infants or elderly patients. So yeah, getting a flu vaccine is not just something that's beneficial to you personally, but to those around you. So if you're around children, older adults, maybe, um, you know, people with chronic illness, 
that's going to protect them as well. So that's uh, uh, another major factor that I, I try to sell the vaccine to my patients in the office. So you mentioned that anyone from six months um, and older should get the flu shot. Is there anyone that should not get the flu shot? Is there any circumstance where that might prohibit them from doing that? Uh, the, the main the main contraindication would be if you had had some type of allergic or adverse reaction to a previous flu vaccine. What often comes up is the issue of egg allergy. Um, you know, a long time ago, the flu vaccine was made from a derivative derivative of the egg, so that if you had an egg allergy, we were we would not typically vaccinate people who had egg allergies. The newer vaccines no longer have that issue, so that's really no longer a contraindication to getting the vaccine if you have egg allergy or adverse reaction to eggs. The main thing is if you had really truly had some type of allergic or adverse reaction to a previous flu vaccine, that may be somebody who we we will withhold the vaccine from. But, you know, other than that, you know, six months and up, the, 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 the high-risk groups are the infants, the very young, pregnant women especially are also a, a high risk for flu, and we, we try to focus on that population. And the elderly who are typically, you know, have chronic illness, and don't have strong immunity. We, 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 those are the three subgroups that we focus on. But basically, anybody from six months on up should get a flu vaccine. Okay, so that I think is a pretty comprehensive explanation for why you should get the flu shot. So that is step one. And so step two, I imagine, is taking that preventative action to spread germs. So of course, this means covering your mouth when you cough and sneeze and washing your hands frequently. But what are some other ways people can stop germs from spreading? Yeah, certainly, uh, you know, sneezing into your elbow, not into your hand. Hand washing is key, frequent hand washing. Uh, probably the biggest one and one that I think most of us are probably guilty of not doing is don't go to work when you're sick or don't go to school when you're sick. A lot of us do that. We we feel responsibility to show up for work when we're ill, uh, and that is the biggest way that we spread illness. So you go to your office, you go to school or whatever, and then you get everybody that you're around, they get all of a sudden, all of a sudden sick because you decided to come in. So you know, the best thing you can do if you are sick, stay at home, you know, proper hand washing, don't don't sneeze into your hands, sneeze into your elbow. If you have to go outdoors, if you have to be in a public situation, wearing wearing a mask will also help prevent uh, the, the spread uh, of the respiratory droplets. But probably the biggest one is if you are truly sick, you should stay home. Yeah, that makes uh, a ton of sense there. But it's always tricky when you live uh, with someone that might have the flu. So, for example, if my wife has the flu, um, you know, what are best practices? Like, do I need to stay away from her? At what point would she be non-contagious? Yeah, certainly you can't avoid being around sick people 100% of the time, uh, especially if you live with them. So, you know, avoiding close contact, which is basically, you know, um, not sharing glasses, utensils. Um, probably not, you know, not having a lot of skin-to-skin contact, like shaking hands or kissing, those type of things would reduce uh, the spread of the illness because it is an airborne airborne illness. So close contact is the biggest thing. Uh, typically, you know, once you have the, uh, the, the full-blown flu and the fever has broken and, and, and those things have, are, are starting to improve, you're much less uh, contagious to other people. Yeah, and so the final step... Uh, I've heard is that you take flu antibacterial drugs if your doctor prescribes them. Can you explain a little bit how about how this works, Dr. Castro? 
Yeah, so flu is a virus. Uh, there are medications called antiretrovirals that uh, will fight the flu. It doesn't necessarily uh, treat the flu or get rid of the flu completely. What it typically does is taking, taken early within about 48 to 72 hours of symptoms. If you get on the medication, it typically reduces the duration and the severity of the symptoms. So if you're sick a day or two and start taking the anti-flu medications, it'll typically reduce the severity and the duration of your symptoms by a few days, and hence you can get back to work or back to school a little bit sooner. Uh, so that's something that if you feel like you're coming down with some flu-like illness, calling your primary care doctor, getting in to be seen sooner than later is, is beneficial if uh, they feel that, that the drugs are appropriate. Well, that was really informative. And as just a recap for the people that are listening, the steps were number one, get a flu vaccination. Um, it's really easy to do. My wife and I just recently went down to the CVS. It was 100% covered by our insurance. So um, it was it was easy and painless. Number two is take that preventative action to spread germs. Uh, like Dr. Castro said, wash your hands, um, you know, sneeze into your shoulder if you need to. Just, you know, kind of stay away and stay at home. Do not go to work or do not go to school if you feel like you're sick. And then the third is take those uh, flu antiviral drugs if your doctor prescribes them to you. Um, so be beyond all of that, Dr. Castro, is there anything else you would like our listeners to know um, about defending yourself against the flu this season? Well, I think not just the flu, but any any illness, uh, the best way to, to prevent it is to live a healthy lifestyle. So eating healthy, getting plenty of sleep, uh, plenty of fluids, uh, you know, all those things factor into helping boost your immunity. Uh, and if you do those things on a regular basis and make it a habit, you're less likely to get sick as well as being vaccinated. Yeah, I think all of us can take more time to live that happy and healthy lifestyle. It builds up that immunity and will will really help us, especially during a season like this one. So, Dr. Castro, thank you so much for your time. For more information, please visit sjhsyr.org. That's sjhsyr.org. This is St. Joseph's Health Medcast from St. Joseph's Health. I'm Prakash Chandran. Thank you so much for listening.